Hello and welcome to the Highly Sensitive Soul Podcast. My name is Lisa Matthews, and together we'll explore both the gifts and the challenges of being highly sensitive so that you can bring your unique magic out into the world. Hello, and welcome to episode 38 of the Highly Sensitive Soul podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Matthews, and I am so happy to be back podcast recording. I cannot even tell you. And I've had a few people mention kind of, oh, are you going to do another episode soon? And well, I know life's changed, but uh, any chance you're going to be recording something? So I've been getting the hints. I've also been really, really missing doing this. And I've had so many ideas and episodes, all the things in the meantime. So if you are new to the podcast, welcome. Here is where we talk about all things highly sensitive. For the people that live life amplified, for the people that feel things deeply and notice the richness in the intricacies of life. For those that are returning after, yes, a few months here, I am so excited to be speaking with you again in this crazy format that we have. <laughs> so first off, I will address where I've been for the last number of months it's been about four months since I've regularly released episodes. Uh, yeah, back to mid-June. I just had to check because I actually could not remember. And I know that I had one very special episode come out in early August with Aaron Banfield. For those of you wondering how he is, I was so thrilled to meet up with him and we went for a wonderful cup of tea in the library of all places. A little extra <laughs> surprise of going out, not finding anywhere that was open to go for tea, and lo and behold, thought, well, the library is lovely and quiet, and it was a, a beautiful catch-up, and I am so incredibly grateful for Aaron in my life. So... With that, I'll shift into an, a life update. I had briefly alluded to it in episode 37 from memory, but I also didn't really want to get into what was going on in my life at the time. That was really an, an Aaron episode as I think about it, diving into all the incredible layers that he has walked through and is walking through. So I am incredibly grateful to be seeing him for cups of tea on a random Tuesday. So for those wondering where in the world I went and why I kind of <laughs> disappeared, I had a bit of a life change, you could say. And I'll set the scene here a little bit. Going back to last year, even even last winter, but really getting into early spring last year. So it's November when I'm recording this, so a little under, uh, probably a little over six months ago was really when I felt kind of the, the rippling of this new change coming, but I didn't know what it was yet. 
I also knew I was kind of calling it in. I'm like, okay, what else, what else is coming here? I know there's some new chapter starting. And I honestly thought for the longest time that it was the book. And for those that are on my email list, which as well has been rather quiet lately, I have sent out previously, like we're talking months ago, some emails around the book and how it's going and the writing process. And I was really loving both actual writing and navigating the challenge of sitting down consistently. So I got pretty deep into the first draft and then realized, oh, this isn't actually the new thing coming. So book, I truly hope to get back to you soon, some stage. <laughs> and I also feel like I'm learning, learning more to bring into that. So I think a project to be continued, which I'm sure many a writer has said, and I'm okay with that. But I'd sent this, sense this big change coming, and for months being unclear what it was, and then within the span of a few days, it actually became really clear. And that was that I was going back to school. So I have been, I'm now into my third month, I've been back at full-time school. I did not expect to be going back to school again. <laughs> Remember, I have a nursing degree, a postgrad in emergency nursing, craniosacral training, been to the first two years of osteo training before becoming ill, flower essence training. Like, there have been many wonderful courses in my life, and I am learning to never, ever say that I am done. <laughs> never say that I am completed with my training I will be training for my entire life for what I do. And I haven't actually mentioned for those that are new to the podcast what it is I do, that I'm a biodynamic craniosacral therapist, which is a cross between body work and energy healing that really supports the health in the body, and a flower essence practitioner, and I also support highly sensitives to really thrive in their lives in a way that makes their lives, even with the challenges, really, really give them a sense of their gifts, of their sensitivities. So nutshell on what I have been doing, which I have scaled back. I am still uh, doing a few days of clinic here a month. But I've gone back to school to add registered massage therapy into my practice. And I did not see that coming. <laughs> like, I had thought about over the years, oh, maybe I'll go back to, to school and become an RMT. And it had just for one reason or another completely either A, not worked uh, with the timing, with where I was at, with where my health was at. A number of years ago, for those that have listened to earlier episodes, I've uh, shared I've been on a, a fairly long health journey and would just not have had the energy or the focus or the nervous system stamina to do a big course like this. Now, while it is only two years, which is great, it's also a jam-packed two years, <laughs> For any of the RMTs listening, they will know there is definitely an intensity to this course. So I was really surprised to find myself 
talking to a registration person at this RMT school. And I was completely blown away by how within two weeks I was registered. I was still surprised. I was like, really? This is the thing? This is the new thing coming? And yet everything fell into place so easily. Everything felt intuitively so spot on that I knew it was the next step in my life. So I'll back up a little bit in that it's very common for a lot of RMTs, registered massage therapists, to also go back to school and add cranial sacral therapy to their practice. So the two often go together. It's a little more rare to be a craniosacral therapist first and then to add an RMT. And for a number of reasons, one of them being that sometimes in sessions, it was like the tissues were asking for a deeper contact that was out of my scope. So being able to widen the ways I can contact the body from energetic through to physical all of a sudden just totally clicked as like, well, of course I'm doing this. And it was also because one of my awesome craniosacral teachers, I really, really enjoyed learning under her. She had recommended this school really highly. So I checked it out and it was a completely different format than a lot of the other schools I'd heard of. And it fits my life. It fits my high sensitivity and it's a shift in the all day every day at school format and instead is going to school for a set number of days a month, which does continue to increase (laughs) and most of the study is done at home. So there are a ton of quizzes, assignments, lectures, all the things. Uh, There's a a lot of reading and learning and studying. And for those that aren't particularly self-motivated and able to just sit down and do the work, I can see why this wouldn't be the best layout for a program to be blended like this. For me, it is ideal. Now, I imagine I will do another episode in the future, perhaps... And let me know if this is relevant to you on going back to school as an adult learner. So it's been many years since I've been in a program that is this medical slash full and fast paced. And it's different going now than like I was in my early 20s when I went to nursing school. I am very far from (laughs) my early 20s now. Not very far, but the right amount. So going back to school again, I have since found I do extremely well studying at home with my cats and a cup of tea in my own environment. And I can really plan around those in-person trips, which granted take me between nine and 11 hours to drive to the campus. So it's no small feat, especially given that I live in a very wintry province that gets a lot of snow. So there's definitely, there's some curveballs. The the last few drives have been a little, a little interesting, but at the same time, It's really been exciting and thrilling and fulfilling to go back to school. So I will say 
it has been very helpful to have the, the background that I have going in. I'm very grateful for that because while it is a ton of study, at least a lot of it is deepening layers that I've already been exposed to. So that is my news. It took quite a bit of just organizing and shifting over the summer, really wrapping up a lot of the online layers that I'd been doing. I know you haven't seen emails around online circles or online programs that I would be running, which would normally have uh, been well into, into the next round by now, because obviously getting ready to go back to school was taking precedence. So... There were a lot of changes over the summer. It's a really big summer. It's almost like a conversation for another day. I don't want to pack too much into this. So with that being said, with going back to school, with having less control over how my schedule looks, I've really, really been grateful for the tools and practices I've learned and have had plenty of challenging situations to really learn from and to really sink into my resources. And if you've read the title of this episode and gone, I don't really know what resources are, that's okay. I'll break that term down a little bit for you. Because you may not have heard resources in relation to our everyday life. So a really simple definition by Michael Kern, the author of Wisdom in the Body. Really simple definition of resource is something that supports health and balance. That's a very wide variety of things. So I break down resources quite a bit more. This is something I get into with clients and with the groups I've run in the past. And I do plan to run more groups in the future and probably more along the lines of in-person retreats. So you'll definitely want to be on the email list to hear about those when they come along. They may be a little while. You can head to combinationhealing.ca forward slash free and choose a free resource there to sign up and keep in the loop. Trust me, I will not be bombarding your inbox, especially for the the next year at least as, uh, yeah, the emails have greatly decreased in number right now and that's okay. So getting back to resources. Resources are anything that makes you feel like you. They're things that make you feel well. There are physical resources, like eating good food, having good sleep, having time to get outside into nature. There are emotional resources, speaking with a friend, going to see a counselor. On a spiritual level, resources can be having some sacred ritual time at home. They could be journaling and reflecting on your life. Heck, a resource could be going to the crystal store to find yourself a new friend. I know that is often a resource for me. (laughs) And the definition that expands a tiny bit on it 
in Cranial Intelligence, a book by uh, Jed Sumner and Steve Haynes, who are actually the creators of the biodynamic training that I went to, they define a resource as anything that supports health, which I find that a really powerful statement. Anything that supports health. Useful to orient to the sensations that resources generate in the body. This is where I feel we as highly sensitives, as people who feel really deeply, can really get a sense of the sensation of resources in a really good way. Now, this can be challenging if we've been through some really deep, painful things in life, and perhaps if we're a little disconnected from our body. And that is okay. It's often really hammered on to to get into the body, be grounded. These are all really important things. But doing so within time, and perhaps with some support, to find safety in the body first, and looking at the things that make us feel really wonderful is a great place to start. Let me give you an example of what I mean by all this. So I'd like you to, if you have a moment, if you're not driving, and if you'd like to join in, I'd like you to find a quiet place, a comfortable place to sit just for this next few minutes. And I'd like you to take a moment to transition, to settle in. I invite you to just notice how you feel, ideally with some curiosity, some playfulness even. How do I feel right now without judgment and letting this be your before snapshot? And then from here, I would love for you to bring to mind your favorite holiday, your favorite adventure. Maybe it's been a long while since you had a holiday. Maybe it was a recent trip. Maybe it wasn't even very far from home. But just thinking of the last holiday you went on, it was truly fun. What was amazing about it? Was it the scenery? New natural landscapes to explore? Was it the people? Perhaps really excellent food? Maybe the simple luxury of not having a day that was planned. Whatever it was, just thinking of a holiday, even a day trip, even an afternoon out can completely change this and simplify this. 
Just going back down memory lane and imagining how wonderful it was to be there. The scents, the tastes, the temperature of the air. Maybe there's a little bit of nostalgia, a little bit of a a tug at the heart of thinking how wonderful this time was. Hopefully there's also some really lovely sensations. Just taking a moment to tune in and notice what do you feel in your body now? Where do you feel it? What's changed? Resources can even be memories. I know for me doing that was less of a holiday away and simply a memory of walking in the snowy woods. The crunch of the snow underfoot. Seeing the sparkling snow on the trees in the sunlight. Cold air on my face. And that really brings a feeling of excitement in my heart. There's a feeling of energy and a feeling of rightness. A sense of home in the woods. All these sensations looping back to this idea from the definition I read earlier on resources that resources are anything that supports health and that they're useful to orient to the sensations that resources generate in the body. It's a huge part of my work. A huge part of my own healing journey on a more personal level. Now that's not to undermine the the daily challenges, the anxieties, the fear, the stress. Those can exist too. And they can exist alongside these wonderful, warm memories. They can exist alongside present moment resources. Sitting on the couch with a warm cup of tea the soft purring cat in a blanket, that is high on my resources list. (laughs) It's a way to recharge. It's a way to relax and just chill out. So resources can really be a wide variety of things. I know for me, anytime I'm going anywhere, and this has been really... um, (laughs) really obvious now that I travel once a month and I'm away for a a while and I bring a lot of stuff with me and can anyone else relate anyone else an overpacker (laughs) and I know it is because I'm actually bringing so many resources for myself I am bringing my own pillow. I am bringing a wide variety of wonderful herbs and flower essences to cover a range of feelings and situations. 
I have things in case I feel like I'm getting a migraine. I have things in case I feel like I might be getting a cold. I have so many things that I bring. And I have, yes, I'm paring it down as I get to see what I do usually use. But for me, I know overpacking, there's partly a a layer of anxiety of, what if I need this thing and I don't have it? And the other side of it is it is quite comforting for me to know that I have what I need where I need it. I have a lot of things that I choose not to eat that I know don't really fit with my body really. So I will pre-bake and pre-cook and bring food with me. So I'm bringing multiple coolers. I'm bringing, of course, massage sheets for school and all the books and things I need for that, the luggage. The car fills up very quickly. So in a sense, I recognize that I'm bringing a lot of resources with me. I'm bringing a lot of things that support my own health and my own sense of balance. And one thing that is incredibly key with resources is to figure out what yours are. It's so helpful to take a step back, and you can even ponder as I'm talking here, to take a step back and think, what are my resources? What are the things that make me feel well, that make me feel like me, like the most calm, centered, grounded, insert whatever adjective you want, version of myself, and what supports me when I don't feel like that, and is a resource in those situations. Because life is life. We experience a wide variety of emotions every day. And as you start to figure out some of these things, I'll give you a few more examples that you can pull from. The next part is, how do you intentionally bring them into life consistently? How do you lean into your resources? How do you make it easy for yourself to reach for the tools, the practices, anything it is that you identify as a resource when you need it. Now, resources have a lot to do with self-care and a term that I've really been thinking about more lately is the term self-nourishment. And I, I really appreciate that term, not taking the credit for it at all, but a little... A little teaser that there is a really wonderful self-nourishment offering coming up very soon, and I will make sure to have it on the website. It'll be at combinationhealing.ca forward slash free when it is ready. More to come on that very soon. But for now, let's talk about a few other resources. So I've named a few of the biggies getting good sleep. And this can be a challenge as someone who has suffered and has moments still to this day of having insomnia. I understand the importance of sleep. 
So I will plan as best I can. I'm human. I have those nights I stay up too late anyway. But I will plan bedtimes that fit with me. And I will plan to really have what I need. So if I know that, for me, I tend to get uh, more challenging sleeps, certain phases of my menstrual cycle. So I will have certain tinctures next to my bed that help me relax and slip off to sleep. I will have guided meditations queued up on my phone because I know that those are both a resource and they help me fall off to sleep. So resources can be, as I said before, eating well, eating things that nourish your body. Resources can be getting out into the woods, getting to the sea, going for a run, going for an inner boulder, as the case may be for me. I love bouldering. Really, whatever hobbies that you have, have a think. If you have free time, what do you like to fill it with? Those are probably resources for you. There's a reasonable chance those things support your health and balance. It's always good to double check that they actually do, because we do have some habits. Again, we're all human. I have them too. Some habits that don't support our well-being. And without being too hard on ourselves, (laughs) knowing that there are some things we do that could be improved, but we probably do a lot to care for ourselves already without even noticing it. So what else is it that you like to do? that maybe you don't take enough time for. Perhaps that if you are going to go out and get a really nice meal, maybe you like to actually get it to go and to eat at home if the environment in the restaurant is just too loud and too intense. If you really like those deep, heartfelt conversations but sometimes feel like they go on a little too long or you want to support yourself a little bit more. Why not plan a good heart-to-heart with a friend in movement outside, walking along the shoreline somewhere, letting nature hold some of that conversation for you. Resources are sitting down, reading an amazing book, And just getting lost in the story for a little while. Now, this is where it gets really unique and specific to you. Working out your resources. Maybe that's pottery. Maybe that's building things with your hands. I know gardening is both a resource and a challenge for me as... As evidenced this year when I didn't quite wrap up the garden in time. Yeah, my my tomatoes, I did harvest right before the snow came, but I was off for another week away at school, and I didn't quite get to taking down all the trellising of the tomatoes. So there's going to be some work to do in the spring because they are now under a few feet of snow. But I digress. So... Our resources 
can be just light and fluffy, really easy. Reading a, a super fun and fabulous romance novel. I know I enjoy those. They could be deeper. Resources could be doing some really deep inner work. Booking a regular session with a body worker, a counselor, an energy healer. And while it may not feel as, as light and fluffy as reading a romance book, there may still be a resource to do the inner work and to find healing for these deeper layers of yourself. To be more at peace with what isn't able to be changed. And resources can be anything else in between. They can be really endless. I make sure to have a lovely screensaver on both my phone, my computer, any screen I'm looking at, because I know that's a resource for me. I just put a super cute picture of my cat on yesterday as uh, I was sitting in the dentist chair waiting for the dentist to come. I keep telling myself, and I am, I'm grateful to live in a place where I can get really good dental care. It does not mean that it is not challenging to go to the dentist. But as I was sitting there, I had my phone out and I was literally looking through kitten photos of yogurt to resource myself without really putting it in those terms, but to really bring in those happy, beautiful sensations before going through a challenging experience at the dentist. So what is it for you? What lights you up? What makes you laugh? What gives you peace? These are all resources. They can be physical, tangible things you can hold in your hands. Perhaps that bowl that you made at pottery three years ago that you still love to use. They can be intangible, a feeling of deep spiritual connection with the trees. They can be connection with other people, with helping spirits. Connection with something greater than yourself, however that looks for you. So I hope you have some fun with this question. What are my resources? How do I bring them into life more? So I will give one more huge resource. It is highly sought after a lot of times and easily dismissed of how important it is. So one of the biggest resources that I know I lean into in my life is unstructured time. Unplanned time. I literally have in my phone the day after I arrive back from these trips away to the campus, I have a day in my phone that is my recovery day. This is in a perfect world and it doesn't always get to stay that way, but this is the day where I can decompress, where I can listen to my energy and go, wow, I would love to get outside or I just want to sit in the bath and then go take a nap. 
And I know that is a luxury to have unscheduled time. And it can also be a priority. It can be something that we ask our family members for, ask for support in maybe caring for the kids or cooking dinner. So you can even just have a one hour island of time that is completely up to you what you do with it. So with that, I hope you've had some fun coming back to this. Oh, I know I've had fun coming back to podcasting, but I hope you've had fun thinking about what are the things that just make me feel good. Now, there are probably a wide variety of things we're going for, like the wholesome, sustainable things. They don't need to be expensive. They don't need to take a lot of planning. They might be simpler than you think. But how can you bring more of your resources into your everyday life to support the beautiful sensitivities that you have So you can lean into the gifts of being highly sensitive. And your resources can help you better navigate the challenges. It has been so wonderful to speak with you all again. I make no guarantees of when the next episode will be. And at the same time, I really look forward to when I can sit down and share some thoughts with you. I truly hope today's conversation was helpful for you. And I hope that right after this, you can take a few simple moments to connect to your resources. Be well, take care, and Bye for now.